certain substance, show that the hills are in a straight line, fill in the gaps between shoulders, stand shoulder to shoulder. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawm Ad-Din Iyaka Na'abudu Wa Iyaka Nasta'in Ihdina Sirata Al-Mustaqim Sirata Al-Ladhina An-Namta Alayhim Ghayri Al-Maghdubi Alayhim وَيْلٌ لِلْمُطَفِّفِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا اكْتَانُوا عَنَ النَّاسِ يَسْتَوْفُونَ وَإِذَا كَانُوهُمْ أَوَّزَنُوهُمْ يُخْسِرُونَ أَلَا يَظُنُّ أُولَئِكَ أَنَّمَّ بَعُوثُونَ لِيَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ النَّاسُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ كَلَّا إِنَّ كِتَابَ الْفُجَّارِ لَفِي سِجِّينَ وما أدراك ما سجين كتاب مرقوم ويل يومئذ للمكذبين الذين يكذبون بيوم الدين وما يكذب به إلا كل معتد أثيم إذا تتلى عليه آياتنا قال أساطير الأولين كلا بل ران على قلوبهم ما كانوا يكسبون كلا إنهم عن ربهم يومئذ لمحجوبون ثم إنهم لصال الجحيم ثم يقال هذا الذي كنتم به تكذبون كلا إن كتاب الأبرار لفي عليين وما أدراك ما عليون كتاب مرقوم يشهده المقربون إن الأبرار لفي نعيم على الأرائك ينظرون تعرف في وجوههم نظرة النعيم يسقون من رحيق مختمه مسك وفي ذلك فليتنافس المتنافسون ومزاجه من تسليم عين يشرب بها المقربون إن الذين أجرموا كانوا من الذين آمنوا يضحكون وإذا مروا بهم يتغامزون وَإِذَا قَلَبُوا إِلَى أَهْلِهِمُ قَلَبُوا فَكِهِينَ وَإِذَا رَأَوْهُمْ قَالُوا إِنَّهَا أُولَاءِ لَظَالُّونَ وَمَا أُرْسِلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ حَافِظِينَ فَالْيَوْمَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنَ الْكُفَّارِ يَضْحَكُونَ عَلَى الْأَرَائِكِ يَنْظُرُونَ هل ثوب الكفار ما كانوا يفعلون الله أكبر
سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن بطش ربك لشديد إنه هو يبدئ ويعيد وهو الغفور الودود ذو العرش المجيد فعال لما يريد هل أتاك حديث الجنود فرعون وثمود بل الذين كفروا في تكذيب والله من ورائهم محيط بل هو قرآن مجيد في لوح محفوظ الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الله استغفر الله استغفر الله
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله ربنا لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم صل على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد كلما ذكره ذاكرون وصل على سيدنا وشفيعنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون جزا الله عنا نبينا وشفيعنا وسيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين أنت ولينا فاغفر لنا وأنت خير الغافرين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم أعيننا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شؤوننا كلها ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل ونعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم ثبتنا بالقول الثابت اللهم لقنا حجة الإيمان يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من عذاب القبر ونعوذ بك من فتنة المسيح الدجال ونعوذ بك من فتنة المحيا والممات اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من المأثم والمغرم اللهم ارزقنا شهادة في سبيلك واجعل موتنا ببلد نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارزقنا حبك وحب رسولك صلى الله عليه وسلم وحب من ينفعنا حبه عندك والعمل الذي يقربنا إلى حبك اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك اللهم رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عيون واجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم آتق رقابنا من النار اللهم إنا نسلك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك وغضبك والنار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عيون واجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم انصر المجاهدين والمستضعفين والمظلومين والمأسرين في سبيلك في كل مكان اللهم احفظ الحرمين الشريفين والمسجد الأقصى بفضلك يا أرحم الراحمين وطهرها من الدنس والفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبر الله رب العالمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم تبت يدا أبي لهب وثب ما أغنى عنه ماله وما كسب سيصلى نارا ذات لهب وامرأته حمالة الحطب في جيدها حبل من مسد صدق الله العظيم بثانك نفريس الله فضل نعمة في إيمان and its manifestation in the perfect teachings of Islam is manifested in our pure sharia that is the most pure, compassionate and perfect way of life and the injunctions of the deen in the shariat are perfect for all times, places, situations. There are no deficiencies, absolutely no shortcomings, no need to take from any other religion. In fact, the sharia of our beloved Nabi Wasallam, the deen of Islam, abrogates all previous sharias. And therefore, the pure and pristine laws of sharia, no need for reinterpretation, they fit perfectly when applied justly and correctly to every situation, for every individual there is goodness in it. And therefore in history, many an instance was there where non-Muslims preferred living 
under the pure system of Sharia than even their own rulers who are prone to corruption. So have this yaqeen in our heart that Islam is the perfect way of life. Yes, we have many, many practical weaknesses. Acknowledge those, repent to Allah Ta'ala sincerely, but never ever understand any law, any injunction, divine pure injunction of Allah Ta'ala to be faulty, na'udhu billah, or deficient, or not applicable. Allah Ta'ala is the most wise, the most compassionate, and therefore every injunction of Allah is filled with the greatest of wisdom, knowledge, compassion, and mercy. Allah Ta'ala has further given us this great honor. Indeed, it is a great honor to be associated to that being who is the most beloved to Allah Ta'ala, our beloved Nabi Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Conscientiously, continuously, we should make this effort to increase in our muhabbat, in our love, our attachment to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Conscientiously learn the Mubarak ways. There are many kitabs available with the sunnahs of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa To bring alive one-one sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa It is a very, very powerful action. There are many people who had lost their lives for the love of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa What an honor that would be. Allah has honored us as his guests at his house at this Mubarak time. For each single visit to the masjid, there will be a special feast, a VIP hospitality hosted for that person who was the guest of Allah, not for a lifetime of salah in the masjid, but for each single salah, morning, evening, a special feast of honor in Jannah. We will realize the value of these amal and actions at that time. With the grace of Allah Ta'ala, continuing to look at the meanings of the surahs, the shorter surahs that we read regularly in our salahs, so as to create more feeling, more life into our salah. Surah Tabbat Yada, Surah Al-Masad, as it is known, Surah Al-Lahab is another name of the surah. One of the earlier surahs revealed upon our beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the surah was revealed under specific circumstances, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa initially propagated and invited towards Islam secretively where many of the pioneers of Islam came into deen. Sayyidina Khadija radiallahu anha, Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anha, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anha, Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anha, the Ashara Mubashara, the ten given glad tidings of Jannah in one gathering. And a great effort was made, Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anha himself, was the means of Islam, of the majority of the earliest entrance into Islam. And so Nabi Wasallam mentioned continuously his position, his favor upon the Ummah. In the final days, Nabi Wasallam appointed him to stand as Imam, even in the presence of Rasul When Nabi Wasallam was too weak to lead the Salah, and Nabi Wasallam remarked that every person who has done any favor to me, I have repaid it fully, with the exception of one individual, that I'm incapable, unable to do so for the huge amount of favors he has conferred to me in the deen of Islam. And that is Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala whom Allah ta'ala will personally recompensate. May Allah grant us the sincere muhabbat. And then came the ayah of Quran wherein open proclamation was called for by Allah ta'ala in general terms and specifically وَأَنذِرْ عَشِيرَتَكَ الْأَقْرَبِينَ Invite and warn your close relatives and family members, your clans people. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam immediately put this ayah to practice, knew the stiff opposition, but the command of Allah ta'ala reigned supreme. 
There was no compromise or any other angles put into it so as to water down the command of Allah Ta'ala. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ascended Mount Safa that we know when we do Umrah, Hajj, Safa and Marwa. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ascended the mountain and called out the various tribes, clans within the Quraysh by specific names in such a call, Wa Sabaha, that we can equate to being an emergency call. If there was an imminent sudden danger, they would use these words so that everybody would come or send a representative to hear this important announcement. Once they, have congreg- once they had congregated, Nabi Sallallahu said to them that if I have to tell you there is an army that is about to stage a huge attack, sudden attack upon us behind this valley, will you believe me? They said, no doubt, مَا جَرَّبْنَا عَلَيْكَ كَذِبًا قَطُّ In 40 years or more than 40 years of your life, never once did we ever have an experience of falsehood. Nabi Sallallahu honorary title even before becoming a Nabi was Al-Ameen, the trustworthy, As-Sadiq, the most truthful. So they said, definitely we will believe in you. Nabi Sallallahu says, I'm warning you of something much more severe than an army attacking us. إِنِّي نَذِيرٌ لَكُمْ بَيْنَ يَدَيْ عَذَابٍ شَدِيدٍ I have come as a warner from Allah Ta'ala to warn you if you do not enter the fold of Islam of a very severe, everlasting chastisement, the fire of Jahannam and believe in me as the Rasul of Allah, worship only one Allah with no partner. Amongst those who had congregated at the foot of Mount Safa, the very uncle of Nabi Sallallahu Abu Lahab, one of the sons of Abdul Muttalib, he was a staunch enemy and opponent of Islam in later years, whenever Nabi Sallallahu would go and invite people, he would follow shortly and say that this is my nephew, Na'udhu Billah. Do not believe what he's saying, Na'udhu Billah. So he remarks and says to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Tabban laka sa'ir al-yawm, alihada jama'atana, alihada da'utana, that may you be destroyed, Na'udhu Billah, for all times. Was it only for this trivial purpose that you have gathered us here? And he intended to throw a stone towards Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with his hands in response to this open enmity to Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Ta'ala revealed this surah speaking in the strongest of terms. So adab, respect and love for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is something that benefits a person tremendously. Disrespect to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sahaba Radiallahu Anhu the pious friends of Allah Ta'ala, the awliya Allah. It is a very, very dangerous path to thread Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that Allah Ta'ala says, and this is Hadith Qudsi, one of the few things for which Allah Ta'ala declares war against a person, one in the Quran Sharif interest, riba, usury, on behalf of Allah and his Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Another is this Hadith, when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah says, Allah says, Man aada li waliyan faqad aadantuhu bilharb. The one who shows enmity to a friend of mine's, I openly declare war against such a person. There is a kitab written specifically in the annals of Islamic history as an eye-opener to those who had declared open enmity, hatred for the pious friends of Allah Ta'ala who were making an effort to establish the deen of Allah Ta'ala. What a dreadful end they had had. What deprivation came into their lives. May Allah protect, may Allah protect us. When I had the honor of studying for a short period of time in Syria, a beautiful dua I learned from my asatidah there, where they would say, Allah protect us. From your anger, the anger of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the anger and displeasure of our parents, the anger and the displeasure of people.
So Allah Ta'ala says, reveal the surah, Tabbat Yada Abi Lahab. That may the two hands of Abu Lahab perish. Hands, because it was with that hand he wished to throw a stone. But hand is also representative of a person, of the being himself. Because majority of actions are done by a person's hands. So may Abu Lahab's hands or may Abu Lahab himself perish. A curse uttered by Allah Ta'ala. And this will definitely come to pass. When Allah has said it, there is absolutely no doubt. Just seven days after the battle of Badr, we had gone in open enmity to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Seven days thereafter, he was afflicted with a severe illness. Such an illness that nobody wanted to get close to him. He was left all alone in a house. Not even his children being with him in his final moments. Eventually he died. And three days thereafter, nobody dared no go to his dead corpse. And only after three days, when the stench started coming out of his corpse, people taunted his children that, is this how you're going to leave your father? So they hired some laborers, dug a pit, and with sticks pushed his dead corpse into it and covered it up with stones. May Allah protect us. Thereafter, Allah Ta'ala says, so look at the promise of Allah. Allah said he will definitely come to his destruction. This was well before he eventually died. Miracle of Quran. It turned out exactly as such. Ma aghna anhu maluhu wa ma kasab. One of the harms he had caused Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that initially two of his sons were married to two of the daughters of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hadrat Ruqayya, Hadrat Umm Kulthum radiyallahu anhuma. And spiting and spitefully to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he commanded his sons to divorce and divorce in very, very strong terms the daughters of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. One of them who had showed great enmity and disrespect, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said that he will die at the hands of the dogs of Allah Ta'ala. On route to Syria, he was killed, though he had sought protection by a lion, eaten up by a lion. So Allah Ta'ala protected and Allah Ta'ala blessed them both in marriage to a great personality, one after the other. Hadrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala who has the great honor of being the only human being in the history of this earth to have been married to two daughters of a Nabi, our beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you cannot have two sisters at the same time in marriage. Initially, Hadrat Ruqayya radiallahu anha, when she passed away, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa married him to Hadrat Umm Kulthum radiallahu anha, when she also passed away, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, if I had a hundred daughters, I would give them one after the other in marriage to Hadrat Uthman radiallahu anha, what a status he enjoys. So Allah Ta'ala says, thereafter, ma aghna anhu maluhu wa ma kasab. Neither his wealth nor his additional earnings will avail and benefit him. This was revealed in response. Abu Lahab once said that what my nephew is saying is total lies, na'udhu billah. But he says, if perchance it happens to be truthful and there is a resurrection, there is a hereafter, then no problem. I have an abundance of wealth and I have lots of children and a social circle around me. Those will bail me out and help me thinking it to be like dunya, Allah says his wealth, that is his capital and his additional accrual and earnings will not benefit him. Now the tafsir is that his wealth, neither his children that he boasts about will avail and benefit him in any way whatsoever. What will his fate be in the akhirah? Soon he will enter and roast into a fire that is one of very, very intense and severe flames. The words of Quran are amazing. Abu Lahab is a title, the father of flames, although his initial name is Abdul Uzza. So why did Allah say Abu Lahab, addressing him normally that is a title of honor because of its link and appropriateness, the one of flames, and that was his fate will be in the hereafter. So he will soon roast in a fire 
that will be of intense and severe flames. Not only him, together with him, Allah Ta'ala says, وَمْرَأَتُهُ His wife as well, حَمَّالَةَ الْحَطَبُ The wicked, intense carrier of firewood. So his wife's name was Ummu Jamil. She was just intense, as intense, as severe in her enmity to Islam and specifically, personally to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. She would go and despite being from a home of great affluence and high status, she would demean herself and go and carry firewood, specific thorny branches, and she would place those at night time in the pathway of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so that in the morning Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam could be harmed by those so Allah Ta'ala speaks about that in the strongest of terms. His wife was also rose with him. That wife who is the wicked and the evil, stealthy carrier of firewood, because this is the evil action that she used to do. Allah Ta'ala mentions it. Some commentators opine that this will also be a form of punishment, that in Jahannam she will carry the thorny branches from the Zakum tree to intensify the fire upon her husband, Abu Lahab, as well as herself. Now the meaning of Hammalat al-Hatab, it is metaphorical, though it means a person who carries tails between people, a tail bearer, a tail carrier, known as Namima or Chughal Khori. What does that mean? That you carry tails from one person to another, so as to create enmity and hatred between people. You go and say that, did you hear this one said this about you, and this one is thinking lowly about you, so as to sow fitna and create hatred between people. This is a very, very lowly action. Nabi Sallallahu was once traveling with Sahaba when they passed two graves. Nabi Sallallahu says, the inmates of these two graves are being punished severely, but for sins you may not consider serious, but are very, very heinous to Allah Ta'ala. One of them used to not take precaution when relieving himself, droplets of urine used to get onto his clothing and body, and therefore he would spoil his salah. And the other was a tail carrier, who would carry tails between people so as to create hatred, we know lies in our shariat is very, very abhorred. But one of the few instances where it is even permissible, as we say a white lie, to carry a word between people that it may not be absolutely truthful, but the purpose, the objective is to create unity and muhabbat. Maybe two brothers not talking, two relatives not talking. It may not be true, but you go to the one and say that so and so, you have not spoken to him for years, he is remorseful, he is regretful, he would really like to make up. And you go to the other and say a similar thing and get them together and reconcile. That is a desirable action in our deen. Allah Ta'ala says in her neck, in the blazing fire of Jahannam, will be a rope that will be made of palm fiber. And some put it as an iron collar. Additional punishment for her in Jahannam would be, there will be a rope that will be tied around her neck of palm, palm fiber or an iron collar that will be extremely hot. Because she was one of affluence, used to boast about her jewelry, etc. This is the humiliation Allah Ta'ala will give to her in the Akhirah. So once again, the Surah Allah Ta'ala says that may the two hands or may Abu Lahab himself perish. And indeed, he will meet his destruction. When the Quran has said it, it had to turn out that way. His wealth and his additional earnings or his wealth and his children will not avail and benefit him. Soon he will enter and roast into a fire. That is one of very severe and intense flames, as well as his wife, whose name is Umm Jamil, the stealthy and the wicked evil carrier of firewood, who would carry tails, who would carry this wood to cause harm to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, prickly thorns. In her neck, in Jahannam, will be a rope that will be made 
of twisted palm fiber, very, very strong rope. She will be choked by its means. She will be extremely hot. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to take benefit and Allah Ta'ala protect us from his anger and displeasure. Keep us in his special mercy and do not leave us to ourselves even for a blink of an eye or a split second. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.